You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And I'm Katie, Clanker Goblin Resto Shaman on Earthen Ring US. Yes, the magnificent Mighty K is back! <laughs> Woo! It feels good! It feels good. Yes. <laughs> so today is May 12th, 2021, and this is episode number 126. Wow! And how, how does it feel... How does it feel to be back? How, how, I hope your your projects went well. How, how did everything go there? Uh, all the projects are good. I think the best part about the projects is that they're done. Uh, at least the the school side of them are. Uh, <laughs> it's um for anyone out there that wonders how easy it is to make a game from scratch. It's not. So <laughs> I will dispel that notion. But uh, it went well, and uh, it did well in the projects, and uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun, but now I can sleep again and also get back into WoW lore, which is nice. I, I have it for, on good authority from many people on Reddit and Twitter that it is quite easy to make a game and you can do whatever changes you need very simply. And if you're not, it's because you're some lazy developer. Yep. I'm, you know, I'm just super lazy. Lazy developer, you know, no no scope, no overhead, none of that stuff. Who has deadlines? So, yeah. Nope. Super easy to make a game. Not a lot of tears, not just buckets and buckets and buckets of tears. That's that's clearly false. Three months of my life should, would know that. <laughs> that should be the currency in the game is you just go around collecting <laughs> buckets of tears. I mean, you get tears from like, I don't know, Ysera's tear. Like, or I guess that's a tear of a loon, but still, I don't know. I'm thinking of like tears as currency. I'm like, oh, that makes me sad in my soul. <laughs> <sighs> Well, anyway, it is good to have you back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so okay, I know every time we would ask you before, well, you know, what, have, what have you been doing in game? What have you been doing in game? You haven't had the chance to play the game because you were very busy for the last few months. Have you had a chance to pop back in in the last week or so or, or not yet because you still got so much other stuff going on yet? So I have been able to play in a limited capacity, which has been really nice. Um, I we've actually my raid group has been doing really well. We made progression all the way to generals. Uh, and so we're hoping we got we got within like I think it was a one percent wipe last time for generals. So we were really close to taking it out on heroic, I should say. Uh, and so we're hoping to get that down this week and get to Sire Denathrius and get that ahead of the curve achievement. Uh, other than that, I honestly <laughs> I took a step back and have not been online uh, much just because it's been nice to um, <laughs> like have a life again and just like oh, I can just like go lay face down on the bed for an hour. And, you know, it's not like wasting time for my project. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I took a self-care week, which was not a ton of video games, which is usually a surprise. Normally it would be, but I, you know, did some reading other stuff. 
but I came back to uh, Twitter just in time, it seems, because I found out that a very specific book had got released early and I didn't have my copy. So I was like, gosh darn, why didn't I get my copy, like, you know, this week? Because that would have been amazing. And and which book is that by chance? That is the folklore book, right? I think it's, um, is it Folklore of Azeroth? Or I'm trying to remember it's the title. Like Folklore and Fairy Tales or something? Yeah, yeah. It's Azeroth. got like the, it's got the Young Uther on the cover. Yep. I think it's Young Uther anyway. Yes. It has a whole bunch of uh, really interesting like uh, Warcraft races on the front. Uh, and I, I think I pre-ordered that back for BlizzCon line or I, whenever it was announced, I remember pre-ordering it, but from what we understand as a community, it wasn't supposed to be released this early, so it's been a surprise for some people. But that was a welcome thing for me to come back to, because uh, everyone's been like, Katie, do you know how much lore you're missing? I'm like, guys, there's spoilers. I've been trying to avoid those, so, you know, I had a good excuse for once. But I I don't want to sit here and say that a uh, a market, marketing mishap uh, was all actually an intentional marketing scheme, but... <laughs> I was not going to get that book. I got enough other books right now. I got other, you know, other stuff coming in. This is a very busy month for me right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need to have another book to read. But then whoever got the book was like, oh, hey, you need to check out this one short story about uh, Varisa Windrunner. And, and you know, sort of I, I'm going to keep it very, very spoiler free here. But you need to check out the Varisa Windrunner story. And I'm like, OK. And then I, I read some of the spoilers. and I'm like. Oh, this this sounds like it has major implications for Shadowlands. And so I thought like originally I thought the book was going to be like a lot of like background and like, oh, like like there's a a chromy story that fills in like some background on the dragons. But it's nothing. It's nothing important. Uh, What did I say in the pre-show? It's not it's nothing that's going to be on the quiz. Right. Which and, and yeah, and then this this Verisa story, I'm like, that feels like that might be on the quiz. I kind of that's a good good thing to know. And so I was like, I guess I'll get the book. So, <laughs> so whoever sent that out early, good job. You got it. You got my purchase. Well <laughs> yeah. No, I know that. Like, at least from what we I understand, it's been a very like limited number of people, and it was. Um, not not uh expected so uh it's been really cool to see people posting like i know the other uh spoiler that was out that i happened to see was one about chromie which you know we can wait to go into these details until the book we have we both have the book but yeah because we're going to be getting the book yeah yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so it's really exciting uh it was I was just excited to come back and like the community was already chatting about something. And I was like, oh, man, like this is what I miss is opening up Twitter and not just having doom scrolling, just having a bunch of lore and puppies. Oh, well, <laughs> well yeah. Although, all I'll say is if you if you want if you want the community chatting about stuff, uh, you know, check out the uh, the episode, uh, the last episode of the Torn and the Goblin with Tricoris and Sarif is uh we got into some nine point one spoilers on there. You can go check that out, and that that's a lot of that's a lot of chatting and lots of speculation and whatnot. Yes, I yes. still staying away from nine point one spoilers, but uh, <laughs> I'm very yeah. excited for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I here I am talking about like avoiding doom scrolling, like we're not in the afterlife. So I don't know. <laughs> Shadowlands well, is just one giant giant doom scroll. Well, well, it is too because the thing is, I mean. You know, whereas before it's like, oh, there's a threat to Azeroth, like, you know, like worst case scenario, the planet gets obliterated 
you know here it's like like reality could be obliterated we don't know what could happen yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of what i want to get into hmm. tonight and this is a very speculation not not a speculation more of a, a general discussion I, I wanted to say it was going to be one of our famous patented what if episodes that you can only find here on the Torrent and the goblin nobody else does a what <laughs> if concept anywhere else nope totally unique but it's not that because uh, the the problem is we don't know we don't know enough about the cosmos at this point to really say like what would happen if what we're going to talk about here. So I just kind of want to spitball the idea a little bit and go through it here because I had a thought the other day, and it was again it all comes from that that stupid time has no time is not a construct of death right that 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 idea that that concept, and I was thinking about that like okay like we are in an expansion. And presumably, like, the final boss of the expansion is going to be the Jailer. I think they've made that pretty clear. So far, the story seems to be on track for that, mostly because he hasn't showed up as a raid boss anywhere else yet. And at the end of the expansion, we normally kill that boss, usually. And so I was like, well, what happens if we kill the Jailer? But he's an eternal one, or he's, you know, he seems to be an eternal one or is like of an eternal nature. What happens if you kill something for which time doesn't apply? Right. Do you remove it from the time stream? In which case, if we kill the jailer, is it possible because time is not a construct of death and we kill him now that he's dead? Does his death reverberate all the way back to the beginning of time and effectively mean that he never existed? And so what would happen to the world of Warcraft? What would happen to the the cosmos of Warcraft if the jailer never existed? I almost want to say like, because I guess I don't know. We still don't know what he's done. We know that he was banished. I'm not sure that we know why exactly. Like, we've kind of gotten, like, the... Sorry. <laughs> uh, we've kind of gotten the, like, hints, at least, I think. And maybe that's just me being really rusty on my, my Lauren story, so I apologize if it is. But, um, like, I think almost if we're asking that, it's like, what if the Arbiter had been completely destroyed as well? Because, like, she's the one that sorts all of the different souls. So, like... Yeah, it does. She could be. I mean, I don't. There's, there's still a lot of expansion to go. That's true. But like, okay, so I guess my point was from what we see right now, which again, it's very hard to tie a time itself in a place that has that's not influenced by time together, right? It's really hard to be like, okay, if you know the arbiter right now uh, is not sorting people, then hypothetically, people from all different timelines go to them their their selves wherever they are maybe but also they would all go into the mall like i don't know i <laughs> i'm i'm hurting my own brain here trying to figure well, out how I, this would I, work i think the, because i i think the the question is that we haven't quite sorted out yet and it's not clear is and it, it's it's the problem is these things are are sort of linked and it could be again because this whole time is not a construct of death it's hard to to separate these things we know that we here's what we know. We know that the Shadowlands was created at some point. Right. That in whatever form it existed, it existed in a different form than it is now. You had the Eternal Ones come down. They've created these realms within the Shadowlands that they each kind of are in charge of and to some degree are linked to. And part of their creation, it seems, is that they're all intended to also keep the jailer in the maw. And so the implication from that is that at the time of their creation, they were also 
like when they were creating these realms, they were also like, hey, we got to make sure we lock this guy up, which would, I guess, chronologically put his actions that, you know, his crime put that at before the Shadowlands really came into being as it is now. But that said, again, if time is not if, if, if time is not a construct here, maybe it's possible something like that happened, that he what he did reverberated through time. And so he he whatever crime he committed, he did that after the Shadowlands existed. But now it is as if, though, they always existed that way. So, um, like, you know, uh, we know from Ardenweald, we know that Ardenweald needs the anima because that that sort of helped keep the, the jailer in the maw. If so, it's like Ardenweald was always that way because that's how it was supposed to be. Although, what if it existed in a state where it didn't need that anima to keep the jailer in the maw because he hadn't done anything wrong yet? He wasn't put into the maw or he wasn't imprisoned in the maw, I should say. So it's yeah, the the lack of causality here is getting a bit tricky. If you're, if you're <laughs> right, like I definitely understand where you're coming from, and it kind of makes it it makes it tough when you even think about like this causality reverberating out to where time does or time is affected if that makes sense because like we know that um i guess most of the other realms are affected by time at least as far as we know uh and a lot of like you know most as we as far as we know when most people or creatures die they go to the shadowlands um presumably it's everyone i i don't know if that's true or not but um oh man yeah i'm trying to think of like <laughs> like basically we need to get some uh, bronze dragons on here and ask them some wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff because this is getting a little <laughs> you know that see that's something that if we remake the Shadowlands and any like we I feel like we have to change the Shadowlands coming out of this. That at the end of this expansion, like, you know, whether we kill the jailer or not, like like as we kind of saw with Bastion already, like just us showing up and interacting with the Kyrian Covenant, we've started to change the way they approach things, and there are going to be differences coming out of this. This 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 whole expansion, as much as it is like the jailer's plans coming to fruition. It's also us mortals from Azeroth showing up in the Shadowlands and we're doing what we always do. We we're wrecking, we're wrecking shit up, but then we're <laughs> going to fix it and make it better. Uh, I'm not sure we always make things better. Katie says, looking at Pandaria and flinching it's, slightly. It's healed until the old gods showed up, but that's not entirely our fault. I'm, Is I'm, <laughs> Yeah, did kill Ashara, and that brought. But so, hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of, well, we kind of make things better. Um, eh. we we're that's a topic for another episode. Yes, <laughs> so we we are instigators, if nothing else. That's for sure. Right, we are the the force that drives change. Right, and so whatever evolution the Shadowlands is going to go through. Like, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of like part of our point in being there. And it could be that part of that evolution is by removing the jailer from the equation altogether. It's, I guess, one, whatever he does that would be a crime technically would never happen, depending on what he did. But two, then like the Shadowlands might go back to the way it kind of was before that. If there ever was a time when, say, Ardenweald existed just to be Ardenweald with the Night or with the Winter Queen and without having to worry about. Su supplying anima to the maw to keep the jailer trapped there. Hmm. 
Yeah, that would be an interesting idea. Like, yeah, what what does happen if we kill the jailer? Like, I think that's at least I know that's been something that I've been wondering about. Like, for a lot of these entities, if they die, what happens? Um, which, hmm. or I, oh dear, here we go. <laughs> or sensing a crack pot, crack pot theory. Excuse me. Well, just like. Because I've, I've said this theory before that uh, my personal my, my personal bet if I had like a you know put some money down on like you know a roulette wheel of what could possibly come out of this is I want to see uh, at the end of Shadowlands I want to see Bolvar be like you know there must always be a jailer and oh, I will no. take up not not his helm necessarily because he doesn't wear a helm but that crazy neck piece that he's got like the Bolvar's like I've done this before I'll put this on and whatever and then Arthas comes out and he's like no 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 like you you still got a kid and you got stuff back on Nazaroth to take care of so I'll I'll take this one for the team I kind of suck anyway and I got stuff to work out so let me take <laughs> care of it and then and then at that point he becomes the jailer or whichever character you want to theorize could be the jailer because again there must always be a jailer and that person is then made the jailer retroactively throughout the chronology. And so not that they necessarily go and commit the crime that this, the jailer did earlier to get banished, but they at least fulfill whatever role he needed to fulfill as far as setting up the Shadowlands to be what it's supposed to be. Whew. I mean, this is one of those like, okay, what happens in the, the okay, so the, technically I will say that there would be an intermediate time, but it's like, but it's technically not time because we're in the Shadowlands, but in that instance where there isn't a jailer, what happens throughout time where the jailer has been needed? Like, oh man, I need a drink with some bronze drinks or something because I'm just like, I, have <laughs> I, need to, I need the rope thing to happen. I'm like, okay, explain I, the rope with the Shadowlands. <laughs> I, I figured it's been it's been it's been a few weeks since you've been on the show. I wanted to to hit you with a with a, a nice left cross here to welcome oh, you back. Man. <laughs> I deserve that though. It's fair. I mean, like it. It's interesting because I guess there's a lot about the Shadowlands we still don't know. There's a lot of blanks, and some of this might have been revealed in nine one. Uh, I would guess they're probably going to reveal parts about the Shadowland as we go through and go along. And when the um the book about the Shadowlands comes out this summer, we're probably gonna find out a lot more as well. Yeah. But like trying to figure out how the Shadowlands has an influence on places that are in time would be important. But it would be really cool if like Arthas put on the, the someone's always gotta put on some heavy piece of armor because it's not Warcraft if you're not wearing something giant and ridiculous. Um, so like, he's just like, he has always been, but then what happens to like Arthas in time where he was in time, but he was a Lich King or he was alive. Like, is that just like different instances of Arthas that are all fine? You know, you, you mentioned that someone's got to put on some heavy piece of armor here. Oh boy. It's funny about the jailer that he's got that massive neck piece given that we just came out of an expansion where one of the main focuses was you know, leveling up our next piece. Oh and we, we have gosh. this next piece that is an extreme amount of power, but what's he missing? Like a massive helm, a massive, massive shoulders. Shoulders. Yep. I mean, he, he, he's, he's lit. Like he's like, a he, he's everything. He's like the antithesis of a Warcraft character, because the one thing too, is that we had this massive neck piece that we were wearing and 
your neck is not one of your your uh, your visible parts. Uh, he's just he might as well be he might as well have bracers on. <laughs> I was gonna say he he's an early um, supporter of transmog for neck pieces. Right, he's just like yeah, support that. Give him some rings and trinkets. I mean, it could technically be a headpiece. I've seen some some pretty ridiculous um, headpieces that are neck pieces, but they're not actually. It, it, it would <laughs> have to be, I think. But it's just. Huh. Transmog neck pieces. It's going to happen. It's probably never going to happen. <laughs> the one problem. The one problem with that, though, is like, what does that do for his peripheral vision? Oh, it's got to be it's terrible. It's got to get annoying. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Try and imagine like going through a shallow doorway or something like you just i don't know you gotta kind of like go sideways so it doesn't like hit the sides or i don't know man like uh, he's the one the, the one other thought i had about the jailer mm-hmm. is that if we don't kill him but he's he but we let him loose in the universe basically you know we end the expansion where we 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 balk his plans for you know death comes from the soul of your world whatever that means and then he's just out there I kind of want to see, like, a setup of, like, the Jailer versus Sargeras. Oh, that would be cool. Like, an ultimate showdown. Yeah. Like, I want, like, and, and not not the, because I know we've kind of theorized, like, oh, like, you know, Illidan's trapped with Sargeras off mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, with the, in the, with the Pantheon, and Illidan's going to come back, and, uh, you know, he's going to be like, oh, like, look, Sargeras is cool now. We, we hashed it out, because we had nothing else to do in there. <laughs> And, you know, and then it's like, you might be a good, like, I know there's that, th- like, no, I want, I want him, th- I want them both to be villains, but I want them to be like competing villains. Like they're both yeah. fighting over the same stuff and, and we're, we're just the tiny little overpowered mortals kind of trapped in the middle because our, our planet for whatever reason is the center of the universe. I mean, duh. but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I think it would be interesting well, because I've been doing this in a lot of Warcraft expansions, and I know we've touched on it before, but they've started to get in this habit of letting what we would think of as the final villain, like, let them go, like Gul'dan. Uh, or, you know, like, in a way, like, Sylvanas uh, for last expansion, like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, and then that's how they tie us into the next expansion. Um, we still get to defeat a big bad at the end, but... Uh, it's not like one of the main instigators like it is Sylvanas. So it'd be interesting if the jailer is let go. Uh, and then if we decide to chase him because of that, or, you know, I mean, he might turn over a new leaf, but I feel like, I don't know. He feels like kind of a bad dude. I don't know if that's just like my personal feelings, but he seems like kind of a jerk. So I don't know. I, I don't want him to be friends with me. We'll look forward in like two years. We'll get the jailer, the book that'll just kind of put him into perspective. <laughs> like, oh, he's it's his he's not so bad. He, he got screwed over by the first ones or something. He what he did was wrong, but it was justified, and, and he he he's okay. He's just writing his memoirs out there in the uh, in the mall, and he's just like, yeah, I was I was wronged. That's what that's what Sargeras needs is that he doesn't need to be imprisoned with uh, Illidan. He just needs like you know like some, some scribes. And uh, a, a nice book tour. Oh my gosh. Now I want, like, that would be an amazing book to write, like, as as somewhat of a joke, but it actually is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek with a little bit of lore. Just, like, a bunch of villains write their story in, this, like, a bunch of short stories about, I don't know, them writing their own, like, I was wronged. I don't know. <laughs> people, 
if if Sargeras is prison, like plenty of people have written books in prison, like he's got time. He's got time. <laughs> well, no, does he have time? Is he outside or inside of time right now? I want it. I get the impression that time is tied to life, and that makes sense because we're only alive for a certain amount of time. Right. You kind of can't have immortal life, and so there's one thing I noticed. It, it seems like the the, the three aspects of life as it were are nature magic uh sometimes called life magic mm-hmm. but you've got the the nature you've got the arcane and you've got uh what was the third one i have i have notes on this i gotta pull this up light is that yes okay i, I don't know why i couldn't think of that yeah yes. i was gonna say i gotta think of no, be, or what's be, because in, in particular i was running uh night hold mm-hmm. for when I was trying to get, uh, what was that one meta achievement that you could get that unlocked like a whole row of appearances? Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, Talarn, who was, I think that's the uh, the, the botanist yep. that was in there. Yep. The, the very famous and, fight. <laughs> right. And, and one, of, one of his quotes is, can you hope to stand against the three primal forces that shape life itself? And those forces are light, nature, and arcane. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, not right there. That's that's half of the cosmic chart, and you could draw a line right across because the way because lights up at the top, and then you got nature right next to it, and then arcane right next to it, and then you draw your line kind of at an angle, and then you got the void at the bottom or the shadow shadow in the void, mm-hmm. and then right next to that is death, and then right next to that is fell. Yep. So it could be that time being an aspect of life means that light, nature, and arcane. I mean, it totally makes sense for arcane of all of them. Because arcane is all that imposing order, time is very much a facet of order. Mm-hmm. That's true. And conversely, then I mean, if death, you know, death has nothing to do with time, uh, you know, the void. They see all these possibilities or whatever. That's, yeah. Well, because I was going mean, to talk about old gods because if they, I don't think that they're affected by time the same way we are. At least I thought I remembered something like that to that effect. And we also like, you know, as you said, they can see like thousands and thousands of possibilities that we can't see or right. comprehend. So in a right. way it feels like they're outside of time cuz they they actually come from another dimension sort of I think like we we know that they can make their own pocket dimensions essentially which is like uh, what Nazoth did. So the Black Empire which is cool. I still love that. What bit. What if we kill, or, or, or what if we go to fight the jailer? What if the jailer beats us, or at least we don't kill him, but the jailer, you know, gets through, gets to Azeroth, and he goes to kill the soul of the world, and he's like, ha-ha, I've won, I killed the soul of the world. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of, like, disappears and goes to nowhere, and then we find Nazoth is just sitting there like, hey, I just trapped this guy in a pocket dimension. He thinks he's won, he's never gonna leave. You're cool, and now you all owe me. I mean... Honestly, I think it would be really awesome to have an old god that we get to interact with more than just like, ha, you can't comprehend me. Bunch of tentacles and eyeballs and teeth and stuff. Mwahaha, malicious. Um, I don't know, old godness intensifies. But uh, I don't know, like, and I know this is like getting a little bit outside of just talking about the jailer himself, but I would like to see us actually interact more with the old gods or at least people that have, I don't know, that, that are, nec- I don't want to say corrupted by them, because then I'm thinking of, like, the void people, and I'm like, don't trust them as far as I can throw them, but um, 
I think I think we're going to find out a lot more about um I guess what I would say like the the death side of the cosmetology co- wow cosmos chart I'm just going to say that instead um I think that's kind of what they're starting to explore now because if you think about all of the lore we've gotten up till now it's been very strong on the life side of things which makes sense because that's what we're familiar with because it's Azeroth and we're all alive Ah yes and Spaz says what about Zalatath like yes <sighs> well, because the the interesting thing you mentioned, like the void, seeing all these kind of possibilities and whatnot, and I think, I think one thing that we're we're sort of coming into more, because uh, you know, for the longest time, I and mean, it goes back to sort of the the origins, how you know, like light is good and and shadow bad, is that I think one of the key things to to look at is we like there, you know, we get we get this with the chart. It's not that one is good and one is bad necessarily. Right. It's that these are forces that exist around us and we sit at the fulcrum. Mm-hmm. Like our reality is sort of where all these things converge and come together. And so, you know, our we're supposed to provide balance, or at least I think our, our, that's what it's going to come down to is that we we're you know, we have to maintain balance. We can't let any one of these forces get too dominant. And I think, you know, you kind of see that a little bit with the light getting a little too uh, fanatical. Um, and you even see that a bit with, I mean, Arcane's the same way with the, with the Titans themselves. I mean, uh, oh, what's his face in, uh, in Alduar. Aldoar. Oh yes. Elgalon, the observer. Yeah. You know, when he, when he talks about how, you know, how many, how many, uh, you know, how, how many civilizations did they wipe out mm-hmm. because, you know, things didn't seem like they were right. And they're like, oh, actually, you know, if, but you mortals, you possess something that we don't have. And it's, it's that perfect combination of sort of like believing in a destiny yet being able to acknowledge that, you know, like the future isn't fixed and that we can mm-hmm. change our destiny or, you know, we can work to, to improve things mm. and, you know, and yeah, we want to impose order, but we also create chaos wherever we go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're definitely part of nature and we die, we live and we die. And, and we, you know, inhabit each of those, you know, each of those aspects, each of those six, you know, primal forces, as Tellarn said. And yeah, it, it's, it's something that when, when it comes down to it, I don't think any of the individual forces, just like the old gods, like, God, oh, you can't comprehend me because I am like pure chaos manifested or, or, or you know, a pure shadow manifested into mm-hmm. some, you know, bizarre being. They can't comprehend us because we, we touch everything. Yeah. That, you know, we're, we're, we are multifaceted and they can't comprehend that. And so, we may be mortal and we may be tiny, but we are just as enigmatic to them as they are to us. And they should fear us for that. And that is why we go around killing them in groups of 25. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk, Nick says. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I like what you said, though, about us, like, at least, and not, not just Azeroth, but like the probably presumably our characters but being the balancing force because in a way if you look at it we do touch all these different fields right i i don't know that i agree with us being as enigmatic uh, as the old gods because they're probably like we want to use you so we can better understand and or take over the other half of the pie chart um but i i don't know like it's interesting thinking about it because i guess in a way when we kind of macro examine how all of the lore works we do we are the balancer like we go in and we cause chaos we go in we try and kind of gently fix it 
but it balances out in the end, no matter what. Like, even if it's we leave it slightly worse than it was, it still comes back to a balance of some kind, generally. Um, like, Pandaria, eh, like, we, we kind of set it on fire. They're a bunch of, you know, basically, like, old god spawn and stuff. But in the end, we still kind of, it com- comes back into balance somewhat. Now, it's always going to be scarred, and we probably didn't leave it better than when we found it, but... Uh, it's just interesting to think that we've been able to reclaim some of the balance there. I know I gotta I gotta go back and play through the uh, the the veil invasions because I mean uh, I guess you're right. There's gonna be some sort of you know remnants of the fact that we were there, but I, I I feel like it actually healed pretty well from from what I I could see. And and I think and now I'm starting to think about this in, in the context of the jailer. If he is sort of the manifestation of death, or at least he believes himself to be the manifestation of death. Um, again, like that being one of the primal the primal, uh, you know, forces that we're talking about that because, you know, kind of comparing him again to Algalon, the Algalon didn't understand how we could stand up and we could be victorious because it's like, no, like we're more powerful than you. This is the order we're imposing. Your, your, your will cannot beat our order. Our order is paramount and, and it needs to be imposed and that's that. And you shouldn't be able to, to rebuke us. And we did. And so it's like what the jailer is going to, I guess his thing is going to be, I'm trying to, impose death and and exert death upon everything and just like we are able to you know sort of manifest our free will that comes from that combination of you know you know the combination of of you know sort of the i guess the 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 chaotic energy of the fell and the void a little bit but also you know where as i said you know the nature magic of being alive and whatnot like if, if he's trying to impose death upon us and I don't mean in the same way, like, yeah, I mean, every villain tries to impose death upon us because they try to kill us, but not in that sense. But like, I guess, you know, push out his death and in particular is dom- domination magic, which we'll have to talk about at some point. But like, is, is it going to be some kind of like plucky thing where it's like, yeah, you can try to, you know, you can try to push death upon us, but we have, you know, we have hope and 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 love and life and all of this that we are, we are able to stand up to you. and. I wonder if it's going to be the same kind of thing. Like he's just going to look at us and be like, how could you mortals do this? What do you, you know, how, and we're just going to be hope or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, as we, as I know, we had just kind of discussed in a way we're balanced. We have both. That's how we can stand up to both sides. Like when the, the light is being overzealous or I shouldn't say the light itself, when there are wielders of the light that are being overzealous uh, and using it as a force of evil, right? We can stand against that as well. Like we balance the both both sides, the good and the bad, the light and the dark. Like so, when the you know when any when anyone tries to take too big a slice of the pie chart, we're like, sit back down. You're not allowed to have this cosmo- cosmetology <laughs> pie slice. Well, the the problem is, it's not so much that they, they try to take too big a slice of the pie chart. They try to take our slice of the pie chart, which is everything. Like, <laughs> to be right, fair. Right, right, well, but that, but no, but that's the thing. Like if, if, if Sargeras, for example, if he was like, okay, you know what? Burning Legion, we're going to conquer the universe and destroy everything except for that one planet. Just leave that one planet alone. Waiting we're not that. going there. We're going to do everything else, you know, on our little, uh, on our achievement panel, we'll have a 99% completion because we never got the, uh, the last one, but, uh, that's okay. We don't need to deal with that. I just keep wondering how long it's going to take the universe to wise up to that. Because I'm like, if you don't provoke Azeroth, nobody knows. For the most part, anyway. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
it would be interesting, like, because I'm sure that right now in Azeroth, or not in Azeroth, in the world and uh, the cosmos uh, in which Azeroth resides, I'm sure there are malicious forces gathering that have been doing just that, that have just been not necessarily purposefully leaving Azeroth out, but I think Azeroth is closer to the outer rims of the universe as we know it, I think, right? Because it's not close to the, it's not super close to the middle, because I think that's where, is that where New Draenor is, or is it on the outskirts? It's one of the two. Um, I don't To remember. be honest, I'm not sure. I know, like, I don't know that we, well. I think I mean, it's closer to the middle, because time moves faster, so, like, that's why. Well, no, the, the problem is that Draenor is, was closer to the, the Twisting Nether. Oh, and yeah. It was in, in, the, in the Twisting Nether in particular. Where the, the when you got towards the middle, time moved faster mm-hmm. because that's where uh, that's where Tyrellian and Ilaria right, were, were right. hopping around. Um, I don't know that, that that same thing applies to the universe as we know it, but then I mean, I'm not sure how. <laughs> I'm not sure how you like. Is there like is the twisting nether? It's a separate dimension. It should not intersect with the existing universe except for the spot like near Draenor or whatever where it's been ripped open um and wherever there are, there are intentional portals and tears in reality so it's yeah it's a bit, that, that yeah i'm not i'm not sure there is a middle to the universe maybe not are there, i don't know maybe there is i don't know i don't know yeah i was just thinking of like the the construct of um time and how like uh depending on where you are time moves faster or slower and uh i love that like in a way, we're just adding more fuel onto the fire of, like, what happens in the grand cosmos uh, and, like, how either time is or is not affected or, like, different universes or different strains of, like, how history is or is not affected by events that are happening in a place that is not affected by time. Which, as I said, is just, like, one of those giant, like, oh, my head hurts trying to imagine it. I mean... If I, you know, like, we're we're human, right? So the way we march our lives is all by time. But I'm like, oh, man, trying to, like, imagine a place that's outside of time and then trying to take that and trying to apply it to a timeline is a really weird thing to try and do. Well, one other thing I could imagine is that, kind of like you pointed out earlier, like, if we want to, when we, you know, assuming we get some kind of say in recreating the Shadowlands, Hmm. um, we could very easily say, like, there should be time here. Time would make your your guys' lives so much easier. Let's bring some time in, and we could bring in the bronze dragon flight, or what's left of them anyway. I mean, like, and can we bring time there though? Like, I don't know. Are we? I don't think we're affected by time when we're in the Shadowlands. Are we? I don't know. Because like, I mean, that's kind well, of the big uh, question, right? Like, are we aging while we're in the Shadowlands? Like, I. I'm going to say yes, because we are, uh, well, well, actually, maybe not, maybe not, because we go into the Shadowlands at level 60. Oh, dear. We should come out at level 70, but if Blizzard wants to be clever, when we come out, we can be like, oh, no, like that all happened. There's no time. You didn't actually level up. We're going to, you know, because they do like, you know, the, the borrowed power conceit. And so we come out of the Shadowlands and we're back to level 60 and we never actually leveled up. And, you know, maybe we just got some cool transmog out of the deal. Like, I think the thing that I'm the most interested in pondering is, like, do our characters bring time to the Shadowlands because we are from a different dimension? Like, if that's the case, what the heck would that do to the Shadowlands? Well, 
Well, I've 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 long speculated time messes with our, our time and our characters have a very weird relationship that they do that they do. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I've, I've compared us to the timeless aisle in that you know we we kind of blink in and blink out of time. We show up, we only see parts of the world in a certain way for certain amounts of time, and then like you know, like we don't get to see. For example, the veil. You know, we we show up in the veil, everything's nice. Garrosh blows it up, then the veil's terrible. We can only see the veil t- veil terrible for a few years. And all of a sudden, we just show up one day and it's nice again. We missed that whole <laughs> regrowth period, you know. And it's kind of like the Timeless Isle, where it's there and it's not. For us, the Timeless Isle is always there and it's always the same time. But you know, they say that that isle it, it you know pops in and out off the coast of Pandaria. Hmm. And one of the interesting things is again going back to uh, the Nighthold is that uh, one of the quotes, and I'm trying to pull this up here, is from Elisand. Is that okay, there we go? Uh, she says, and I think this is when she's doing her little magic, or right about when, when she's doing her magic to like freeze everybody before mm-hmm. you, you know, when, when you're doing that first assault on the night hold. Uh, she says, Time eddies about you in fits and starts, yes, and that makes sense because that's literally what we see. Because we, the, the eddies of time that we get, those are the expansions, yep. Right now, we, we're in an eddy of patch 9.0 and that's all that we get to see is each of these realms in patch 9.0 and then you know we know that we know that the jailer is going to be pulling uh corthia into the maw and then we're going to get a little fit and start and jump up to patch 9.1 and now corthia is there and we didn't actually see that get moved over i mean i feel like our characters are just experiencing really bad legs so we should put in a ticket for that right That's that'll be the seventh uh, primal force that will show up on the modified map. <laughs> just lag. It's just a big sticky lag. note right in the middle. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, it's it's an interesting concept, especially because you're right. We do, like throughout um, throughout our adventures in Azeroth, there has been commentary talking about how we move through time. Like I know the Bronze Strikes have talked about it. Um, I think the infinite dragon flight may have mentioned something. I can't think of the exact quote for it, but like any, any beings that have dealt with time, um, at least a lot of them have something to say to us along the effects of like, you seem out of place or this seems strange. Um, or, (laughs) I mean, we even get to see ourselves in, um, what was it? The, um, when you go to fight Nors Dormu in, I think it's end times, um, or no, uh, there was a quest or something where you basically see yourself in the future and you're like, hi, high five me. That's totally normal. Um, but it, it is interesting to think about our characters moving in fits and starts throughout the universe. Which would be really weird because then it's like, how does everyone else perceive us? Do they just like... I don't know how to explain that better, but like, is it like lag where we just, you know skip through time like we're in one instance and then we're suddenly in another and we didn't exist in all that in between time like i don't know how to explain that actually <laughs> well you know it, but see that's it's one of those things that you'd be like no it's just a game mechanic and right. move on from that but we've seen them play with game mechanics before well, and, uh, i mean i feel like if she calls it out if elison calls it out then it's technically lore even if it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek perhaps that means that it's actual like canonically it's something we need to consider at least i think so um so like if she talks about us moving in fits and starts that means that time is 
hypothetically irregular around our characters anyway, right? Right. And and I, I think I think these are all things that ultimately will somehow get pinned back to the fact that we were born on a planet that has some kind of super special Titan soul inside of it. Well, right. we, you know, we say it's a Titan soul. Do we actually know that? I don't know that we know it for sure. Um, I, I think all the sources point to it at this point. Cause like well, we always talk about Azeroth being alive, but I, I'm not sure that we know that it's a Titan Titan. Well, we know it has a world soul, right? Which I believe and, are the only things that we've known to be Titans. Right. Uh, you know, but like, we don't know. And again, this is so, sort of, this is very much like a chicken and an egg question. Like, you know, like what does an eternal one look like when it's gestating? Right. Does it eternal one gestate? <laughs> I, I mean, hypothetically, because all I can think of is like, if it's a, a world soul and it kind of hatches like a giant egg. I, I, for some reason, I thought that was in one of the, um, one of the, the lore books or something about like how the Titans were birthed out of planets. Essentially, I right? think yes. I think I think they, they were yeah that they kind of gained their consciousness and whatnot. Then just burst forth into the universe, regardless right, of the inhabitants. We, but we don't know. Like, like, and maybe that's the thing is like when you're a titan and you're all you see, you know, like you look at every world soul and you think that's another titan because you don't have anything to compare it to. And what if like titans aren't the only thing that get born out of world souls? What if I mean, there's there seems to be some kind of relationship between the eternal ones and maybe the titans you know we 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 still don't know what a loon is as far as how they all connect and even you know depending on where you fall on the side of uh you know who the winter queen's sister is mm-hmm. be, be it a lunar you know it's possible both are yeah <laughs> like just she may be talking about one in particular but that does not rule out the other one being you know being related and in that case, like, what if, like, 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 what if the force that's in, you know, we've been thinking like, oh, Azeroth is a Titan, Azeroth is a Titan. And what if it's like, no, like, what if it's, what if it's a first one or something? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the thing, well, the, the other crazy thing I was going to say, what if it's actually the Jailer and the Jailer has to go <laughs> take the soul out of Azeroth and then send it back in time so it can be born as the Jailer and then do whatever crappy stuff the Jailer is going to do and get sent to the Maw and then we're in some kind of time loop. Okay. But I, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, um, one of the things that I think, if we're going to bring it back to the Jailer for a minute, that's interesting is that um, the the Arbiter has, like, I think if I remember correctly, she has a gem in the middle of her chest that looks a lot like Azerite. Like, I thought it was, uh, or maybe it's uh, one of the key art posters of her, but, like, she's holding something that kind of looks, like, yellow, gold, and blue, and I, I don't know if that's just me eye-twitching from all the Azerite that we've had to deal with over the last expansion. Um, But, like, it'd be interesting to know if like for example when a titan or even presumably a first one if when they're injured like do they secrete the same substance do they secrete azurite well it wouldn't be called azurite titan knight or something like that stygia stygia yeah or, yeah whatever like what is stygia i don't do we even know what it is i don't think we do we we are so quick to collect turn things into currency or armor and we never know what it is i mean yeah i know we're just like yeah it's fine and she's like oh do you know well, i guess they, if they don't know what it is I mean, 
it's old god blood there. It's going to mess with your head. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. As you it's eye twitch. I'll, just make it, I'll make a helmet. It goes around my head. It's not in my head. Oh, God. It's Serenite all over again, Nick. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it is interesting, though, because you're right. We are quick to collect things and not question it. Okay, looking again at the jailer's neck piece, what if the reason he's got those spikes oh, no. up is because those are like antennas and that's what he's getting oh, the signals gosh. and then it funnels into his head? <gasps> what are we that's even talking he, about? That- <laughs> <laughs> this is old god radio. <laughs> Back to your host. It has subtitles. That's a great podcast. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're going to do for... Um, or uh, April, April Fool's, Fool's yep, yep. <laughs> old god podcast. <laughs> we'll just have to put subtitles. It's gonna be great. They've been subtitled by mortals. It's definitely totally accurate. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, like I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, Stygia. It'd be interesting if Stygia was similar to Azerite. Like if I mean. For whatever reason, we drop all the Stygia, or not all of it, we drop half of it when we die. Um, I'm sure that some lore or something has come out about uh, what Venari is using it for, or there will be. Um, I hope, because otherwise, like, what the heck is it and why does she need it? Um, But it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing about, especially because we've just come from, you know, our planet dying and bleeding out all this Azerite, like... Is this residue left over from, I don't know, something else like some battle or is this like someone else's planet blood or I don't know. It's just interesting thing to think about, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that the brokers are, at least some of the brokers are like openly working with the jailer and like egging him on and like this is part of their plan. And then like, yeah, we beat the jailer and then like next expansion, because you know how like every new expansion, they always like to have like some of the old like races yep. from the last expansion show up and they like weird places. You're like, Oh, Hey, you know, like there, for example, there was a, a Tonka in Vigier. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and you're, yeah. And you're like, Oh, Hey, it's a Tonka. I remember those guys. I just spent a bunch of time with them and now we're in cataclysm and they're still hanging out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Spaz Wesson in the chat talking about Stygia. Venari just snorts it. It's just cocaine. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, we've, that's what we've just been enabling a junkie this whole time. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I had to live in the Maw, you know, I'd be like, yes, that's fine. Just give me stuff. Her behavior, I don't know that you can discount that because, I mean, you have Cartel Vey looking for her. Like, hey, man, we're just trying to do an intervention. We just need to find where she is. Oh, they want their drug money. That's what they want. She just just pulled a a Jack Black and snorted all that Stygia and then noped out to the Maw because she thought no one could find them. and. So they're trying well, to find well, her. I guess the real question is, do do brokers have noses? I, I was wondering. Well, no, no. They <laughs> just pour it on the flame and it just turns a different color. And, and we're like, hey, Venari, are you doing it? Because like, I'm, I'm doing That's great. That's what. We we just need uh, Venari to go, you know, bring some Stygia, sit down with the jailer and just, you know, l- light some incense and uh, you know, out, set, the right, set the right mood. We can just hash this all out. Man, death's not cool, man. Like, nah, man. <laughs> no, death is cool, man. <laughs> your neck plate man not cool man no it is it is get 47 channels on it man <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do well, in you the know, 
he does have that little blue gem in the front, and it looks like a blue gem from our side, but on his side, that could be like the back piece of like a little screen or something. Oh so he could, be, he could be like getting like, you know, getting like maybe maybe not full visual, but maybe it's like uh like a teleprompter or something. That is that is the best theory I've heard so far. I'm going with that one. I like that. He has a little <laughs> teleprompter. He's like, yeah, I'm just just reading my lines, guys. Oh, no, but uh, crap. No, um, no, but I was saying because they do like to think three expansions out. And so we'll get the brokers after, you know, all of this, whatever happens. Now there's an open path for the brokers to start showing up in Azeroth. So they will because they're, uh, you know, that being the, the capitalists that they are, they'll take up advantage of an open market. I'm sure there's, I'm sure we'll see them regardless of what's going to happen. But that seems like the kind of thing, like if you wanted to have a broker invasion of a planet, you start with the merchants in that way. And you just kind of let them just build up over the course of the expansion. And then uh, like 11.0 or like, yeah, now the breakers, brokers have come for real. Now they're bringing the big guns. Well, I mean, and uh, all all the stuff they've captured. Right. So so what's interesting is we see them, I think almost everywhere in Shadowlands. Like I, I, don't recall any in Ardenweald, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're there and I just don't recall. Yeah. But like No, in uh, uh the 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 uh, uh the, oh, the, the other side. Okay. Oh yeah, in the other side. Oh no, I was thinking like in the actual overworld zone cuz I um in like Rivendreth for example, they can well, No, be found. It, that technically counts as the overworld zone cuz you go it's like some hidden grove in Ardenweald, but you're not in the the other side. You're out in Ardenweald where you fight the, that one broker. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that that it makes sense. But, like, what's interesting about them is we have seen them basically on in in every part of the shadowlands um and i i have what I have to wonder because I don't know that they were allowed into any of the other well, I think to some limited capacity they were allowed into the shadowlands, but I think once like we came through the shadowlands, I believe at least it makes sense to me this way that it became much more open to them like. Since we opened up all the new travel routes again, they can get places a lot easier than they used to be able to. Uh, so now it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like a free open season on trading goods. And it's like, well, what what do they want them for? It's like, oh, well, they want to trade them. They want to. The weird thing that I know that we haven't quite figured out is like, what is the like, what are they looking for? Like, it's like I I can understand to a point that they're. A mercantile in nature, right? Because you can think about goblins, but I'm like goblins usually have a motivation, right? So I'm like, okay, these guys come in cartels, much like goblins, which is kind of cool. And it's like, all right, so as a race or as different cartels, they must be looking for something. They must have an end goal, and we don't know what that is yet. So that's I. I keep feeling like we're we're helping the enemy here, and they're just kind of lurking under the surface, and we're like, oh, these guys are kind of cool and legit, and they're like, ah, oh, my favorite customer, and I'm like. Mm. I don't know. I don't trust you. I'm a goblin. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get swindled here. Well, we will get more. I think we'll get somewhat more information when we do the, the mega mega dungeon uh, in, uh, in 9.1. Uh, was it Tezavesh? I think it's called or Tezavesh, Tezavesh, um, which is the, which is going to be about the brokers. But yeah, they, they, they feel, I don't know. I, I, I mean, since the first time like you meet them in Orb, they just feel like something's wrong with these guys. Something is just wrong. And I know like everything in the Shadowlands is kind of supposed to feel a little bit wrong and off because we're mortal and not supposed to be here. But like they're just I don't know. I, I if they don't if if they never wind up as a like 
at least a patch where it's like, okay, now we have to take care of the broker threat. Like, I'm always going to feel like there's going to be a patch coming where we have to take care of the broker threat. Like, they're just, you know, they're just like that untouched, like that, like little nerve, like that, that, that itch you can't scratch. Like, it's just, it's like, ugh. it's like the ethereals, right? Where we wanted to get, or I guess uh, ethereals, um, that's the right name for them. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Burning Crusade, right? Like, I know that they touched a little bit on them in Legion, but I was really hoping that they'd touch on them a lot more because I've always felt the same way about them. Like, we, you know, in uh, Burning Crusade, they're all over Outland. They're, like, gathering materials. They're uh, capturing creatures. They're capturing people. Like, you know, we never really found out what kind of machinations they may or may not have had. And it's... Again, with the both the brokers and the ethereals, which I think is interesting, is neither of them seem to be alive in the same sense that we are. Like, I think the ethereals, I believe, uh, had some backstory about like how uh, they were either once physical or something like that. But then I don't remember if it was the Burning Legion. Something happened to their no, planet. The void. Huh? The void. The void. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, the the void like consumed their planet. Right. And and then... They like lost their physical nature, and now they're just the. They have to, like, hold themselves together. Exactly. So, like, now thinking about that, right, like, I guess I, I know I'm probably, like, going a little far with this, but I'm like, okay, well, they don't need food. Presumably, they don't need to sleep. Presumably, like, money really isn't any, like, you know, currency might not be important to them. So what is their end goal? Well, no. Uh, well, currency is important, but it's a question of which, which manner of currency. Which manner I mean, of currency, but what's it for? Like, right. I don't know. I, I like right. to think that there's there's something that they're working towards or maybe separate cartels are working towards uh, the same goal, but they're kind of competing. Like, whatever it is, uh, I don't think they're working towards it as like a giant um, unit, if you will. But I, it's interesting to think about what the end goal could be for a race that lives in. I think they live in the Shadowlands or they might live outside the Shadowlands, too. I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't the ethereals. Uh, not the ethereals. No, no, I'm the, talking uh, about the brokers the, the bro now. Sorry. No, the brokers. I I think they're from the in between. I think so. Yeah, I think they're also from the so in between. They're, yeah, which that's another. What is that? What does that mean? <laughs> right. Right. So like. I go ahead. Oh no! No, finish it. Finish your thought. Uh, it's okay. I already lost it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was gonna say I feel like at some point, and maybe this will come in the the brokers, uh, like version of Chronicle or whatnot, or, or something else, but. Like, I feel like at some point we've got, like, we, we've gotten used to seeing that, like, two-dimensional cosmology chart. And even though it's technically supposed to be, like, a three-dimensional cosmology chart and it's just represented in two dimensions because it's not like the, they don't actually form a circle. It's more, I think you can think of it more like a cube or something. Um, but I feel like we're going to get, like, an, like a, 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 a perpendicular plane added to that and we're going to turn it on its side and it's going to be like, okay, now in all the spaces that you didn't see in that chart, here's all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, cause we, we're going to be dealing with domination magic. Where does that fit into everything here? Um, you know, cause th there's not really a space for that on the cosmology chart. We're going to the in between, like technically that is all the stuff in between. So we're going to get that blown out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's almost, you know what? It's like the, uh, the box that where you do your soul binds, <laughs> Like, because you, it, it, it's a little cube and you click on it and then it's like all these pieces fly out and reconfigure and then they take a whole different shape while you're doing your soul bind stuff and then you walk away and it turns back to a cube again. 
And it's kind of the same thing. Like imagine the pieces of the cosmology chart and then all of a sudden they kind of fly off and reconfigure into a whole different kind of organization, still all the same pieces, still all connected, but now just in a completely different way. So you see relationships that you didn't see before and you've got other parts that you couldn't see before that are now revealed. And then like, you know, you can, you can tweak it again and go back. It's, it's, I mean, that's the problem is, you know, again, if you want to compare like, you know, us being mortals to like the, the old gods, again, the old gods that can see, you know, like multiple outcomes and all that kind of stuff. Like, trying to visualize these concepts like we are still very you know even as you know as mortals in warcraft and as mortals in real life like we're still very like three-dimensional we're based in reality for us we experience time but only in one direction it's kind of a fourth dimension like we're very limited in that regard and so these are getting very abstract and we're they're already abstract concepts and we can only understand them abstractly and so there are going to be some imperfections and that does leave a lot of room for the story team to play with i think as they do stuff and uh yeah, it just makes it all very confusing. It does. But I think at the same time, having a story like this, having um, races and creatures that are outside time or maybe outside time, uh, having entities that we don't understand how they're all connected, like all of these things are great storytelling tools because it allows us to kind of sit here and just think about it and speculate and uh you know whether or not they uh, they use any of these things, who knows, but uh, I really enjoy it because it's it, it. I don't. I know that we're never gonna get all of the answers we want. That's just the nature of video game lore. Um, but it's there's so much universe and lore and I don't know, like cosmology for them to play with. Uh, and I don't know. I, I just get excited because every time, like, I think they're in a corner, they kind of like wiggle out of the corner and do something whole new. And they're like, and here's a whole nother room to a house, and you're like, oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like well, they don't. They don't wiggle out of the corner. They shift the walls around, and all That's of a sudden, they're, st- they're standing down the street. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Inception level stuff. You're just like, what? What? Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. No, it's that's what I like about it, though. It's it's mercurial and it's ever shifting, and I think that's what keeps Warcraft lore very lively. Um, so, welcome to my TED. Oh. Thanks you for coming to my TED talk about Warcraft lore and how it's alive. Um, but no, it. I think you're right though. So it'll it'll be interesting. I'm really excited for nine one. Also, really apprehensive. <sighs> all, all I'll say is, don't be. I don't, I don't think nine one's the one you need to be apprehensive about. I, I think nine two is going to be where where stuff gets crazy. I mean, but, uh, we presumably even have a nine three. Um, so I'm just trying. I would. You don't think given so? how long it's taken them to get? No, I I I don't think. I think given how long it's taken them to get nine one out. You know, I, I think that this expansion is very much going to be tied to the pandemic. I mean, it, it already is. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they wrap everything up in 9-2. Wow. I mean, like, in a way that feels like it would be going almost a little too fast. Like, well, maybe not. I just, like, it's... I worry that they wouldn't have enough time for the next expansion. I don't know, you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how what their workflow looks like at the moment. Right. But, I mean. When was the last time? I mean, we, we we've never had an expansion take this long to get to the point one patch. I and guess. So to then think they're going to get the you know I, I mean I, I you know we'll we'll see. I don't personally. I'd love it if there was like you know point four point five. Just keep going. Let the story <laughs> keep getting crazier and crazier. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they you know because uh, uh, you know I mean the other question too is like when 
you know, let's say they were going to announce, uh, you know, 10.0 at BlizzCon. When's BlizzCon? <laughs> yep. No, I've been wondering the same thing because I don't think we've heard anything about tickets or anything like that. So Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty safe to say that, I mean, yeah, we're already into May. We, we, if there was going to be one in uh, November, I think we would have heard by now. So I think they uh, usually publish stuff about something. it now. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's around April. So, I mean, we'll see, you know, and they they very well might be waiting to see how the world shakes out. Um, yeah, but they'd have to reserve the space if they were going to do. I, right. I kind of hope and I know that we're now no longer talking about lore, but I would hope that they would wait one more year because as much as BlizzCon line, you know, it's not the same as being there in person. It still was pretty cool. Um, so and just to be safe, I think I would hope that they would wait um, one more year. Just to, uh, well, well, I don't know. Well, and, I mean, the other thing too is maybe they're just like, okay, it's now every year in February. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that would work and a lot better could, for a lot of people. Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing is that presumably there's plenty of people who, for whatever reason, you know, October, November just wasn't a good time. February is completely different, you know, completely I mean, different for them. And it, it allows them not to get like a, a different crowd because I'm sure plenty of people will still go the same, but you know. I, for one, struggled with that week in, in November every year. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, February is a different conversation. Well, and I'm sitting here raising my hand. I'm like, yes, Headless Horseman runs. I would sometimes have to skip the very last run because it would be like over Halloween. And I'd be like just sitting there almost sobbing onto my keyboard. I'm like, not yeah, this Yeah, but if it's, in, if it's in February, you could be going for the love nope. rocket. Nope, nope, not until I get the horse. <laughs> Then I will devote my life to something else. <laughs> Until then, the horse is the only thing. All right. Well, I think on that uh, on that note, let's go ahead and wrap this up. So it was good to have you back. Thank you. It was this good was, to be back. This was this was one. Of, I, I don't know if you guys could tell. We didn't really have too much of an outline for this episode. <laughs> That's a little random, but we had some really interesting topics and points of I don't know discussion. I yeah, I, I enjoy these. Uh, free-flowing discussions where we just see where the lore takes us yes well and i can't wait because like, uh, hopefully either next time or the time after both of us will have uh the books about the the folklore and fairy tales so right that would be great right so we'll definitely definitely be talking about those when we get those books mm. so that said this has been the torn and the goblin number 126 yeah i think 126 yeah. um Dang. thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabara for editing. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. We had a pretty active chat room there. We had Spaz Wesson and Shantyman Gaming. Also in the chat room, uh, Church of John Kurabara, speaking of the devils. Uh, also, Daryl TTD. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, sums up everybody. So thank you all for hanging out and uh, talking to us there. And thank you, of course, to everybody at home for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you? You can now find me returned to the wonderful Twitter at HyruleMaster77 on Twitter. Hopefully I'll be there. Come fight me. Don't actually fight me. <laughs> <laughs> And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, uh, where we talk about Warcraft Guild news and uh, management, and also on our new show, Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where me, our editor Kurabara, and Chip from Wondrous Tales will be playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, so, uh, you know, come over there, check that out, listen to our travails there. Do it. Uh, I I wanted to name that show the Turian and the Krogan. That would have been amazing. 
It's fine. But uh, yeah, so you can also uh, go ahead and join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and email us your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about the jailer and the cosmology and how crazy everything is? Uh, email us that at torngoblin at mash.gg. How much did you do you, you think we're ingesting? <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you think like a, 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 a brick of Stygia goes for on the open market? Let us know. <laughs> Depends on if you die holding it or not. Yeah, don't, uh, just don't, don't, don't put it in a baggie and ingest it. Don't, you, there's other ways to travel through. Uh, don't tape a bunch of it to yourself and try and go back through yeah, the portal. I mean, Ouroboros is like an airport, but they don't have customs. So you're fine. Wonder progress. What do you got there? if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts including on patreon where for as little as one dollar a month you can gain early access to content and also uh other patron exclusive content such as my weekly wow thoughts where i talk about another thing that i've been thinking about wow in addition to all the stuff i talk about on this show and wow talk uh <laughs> talk about that once a week for about 10 minutes so you can check that out also for those in the chat room please consider a twitch subscription if you can and you can also check out our humble bundle affiliate link as well as our paypal one-time donation link over mtv.gg support and stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. Our next episode is scheduled to record live at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons on May 26th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. But check Twitter for any updates. Uh, I think we might have a guest on that show and we may need to move the, the schedule for that. So pay attention to Twitter if we do need to move that. Uh, for Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you. <laughs> Time is Stygia, friends. There we go. <laughs> I guess I could have said time is not a construct of death, friends, as well. I used that one. I oh, did, you did? I did use that one. Good. No, but then I had a, I had a list of uh, song lyrics I was trying to use. Like, uh, one I didn't get to use was, was time is slipping, slipping, slipping into the future, friends. That <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 